Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, yesterday was an off day that was filled with quite a few trade rumors that, in a micro level, each trade rumor that came out, not all that inspiring, but when you look at everything in the, in the sum of all of the rumors and what it might mean, it can make you a little optimistic. I said in yesterday's lowdown that the rumor cycle as we approach the December 15th arbitrary deadline that Rob Palenka set for himself for no real reason, um, that the rumor cycle leading up to it is going to be really interesting and really telling, right? If we got another set of excuses why the Lakers might push things back, then I would really start to kind of sort of lose my mind, right? Because the Lakers just split their road trip. That's about as much as you could hope for. They have not been blown out very often this year. And and Anthony Davis looks like an MVP candidate and is having a season that you just don't want to waste. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I think... I think the number one reason for the front office not to make a a long-term gamble on this season is that if we were all being you know real honest with ourselves we would say that LeBron's play makes us nervous, right? He's becoming more of a jump shooter. Um his lateral movement is kind of shot. It's hurting him on offense and on defense. And uh, and he's missing time, right? And if LeBron isn't right, even despite how great how, how great uh, Anthony Davis has been so far this year, if LeBron isn't right, the Lakers don't have a shot. They have they might be competitive and they might get into the playoffs because of how great Anthony Davis has been. But if LeBron isn't right, if LeBron isn't like 90 percent of who we are we have grown accustomed to LeBron being the Lakers don't have a chance at winning a championship this year and if we are all being super honest with ourselves LeBron hasn't been that he's shown flashes but for the most part he's missed a bunch of time and he's looked pretty uninspiring out there on the court and uh you know it sucks to say that because <laughs> you you think that it's LeBron and he's a cyborg and he's just going to continue to play you know he his prime is just going to extend and expand the Lakers' timeline here, but that just might not be the case. However, I do think, I do think the Lakers have 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 shown enough to warrant trading one pick this year. Right? They don't want to trade both, whatever. But I do think like you can you can give it the old college try and trade the one pick, and and I think the rumor cycle that we have gotten over the last like 24 hours or so would indicate that that's probably the direction the Lakers are going to take. So about, I don't know, 24 hours or so after, uh, maybe 12 hours or so after Bojan Bogdanovic just absolutely obliterated the Lakers. Um, we started to get, we got two reports that the Lakers are are in the mix for Bogdanovich once again. They apparently were really close to trading for him um, at, from Utah. They were trying to, to pull the trigger on a deal there, and it didn't work out. He winds up going to Detroit, and uh, now that he is in Detroit and freshly extended, apparently the Lakers are still in the mix, although about 12 other teams apparently 
appear to be as well. So Shams Karania and Mark Stein both wrote about the Lakers' pursuit of Bogdanovich yesterday morning, which um, only further feeds into my and Harrison's theory that Rob Polinka only watches Lakers games because uh, if... <laughs> You know, after he beats, after Bogdanovich beats the crap out of all of the Lakers' tiny little people who were trying to guard him, uh, the Lakers apparently like <laughs> re-upped their pursuit. I don't know. It's just, it's a it's a funny bit that gets funnier the the more and more that that adds to it. But uh, Bogdanovich is somebody who the Lakers are apparently trying to send a protected first rounder and Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Beverly's salary up to Detroit for. Um, I don't know if that'll get it done, especially given how much competition there appears to be for Bogdanovich. Um, elsewhere, the Lakers apparently are in on Evan Fournier and Cam Reddish. That is another return that would indicate the Lakers are only interested in offering up maybe, like like Reddish you can probably get for none and a second rounder. Like that could probably be done tomorrow. And uh, or today, whenever you guys are listening to this, um, and Fournier is on a really bad contract and can't play, so I can't imagine trading for him would cost even a first rounder. So, again, the Lakers are being super conservative, it looks like, in that regard, with their outgoing uh draft capital. And then, interesting, most interestingly, here were the names that didn't come up in this morning's kind of rumor roundup where we didn't hear anything about the Indiana deal. Nothing whatsoever. Um, and and this comes on the heels of a couple weeks ago, Howard Beck saying that the Lakers are not going to make that trade. So it, it would appear right now that those talks with Indiana are completely stalled out and have gone to the extent that they are going to. And uh, if you were holding out hope that Buddy Heald and, and Miles Turner would be Lakers, uh, start studying eighth graders. Oop, that sounds weird. Uh, yeah, we're just going to move on. <laughs> so like I said, though, um, and, and, you know, this is kind of, I don't know, it, this was probably pretty easy to see coming. But in a macro sense, it does appear that the Lakers are going to be making a trade. The question now becomes because of how limited they are, uh, you know, the, how, how unwilling they are to include draft capital that would actually bring back a return that changes the outlook of the season. Chances are it's going to be a pretty uninspiring move, and the Lakers will continue to ask Anthony Davis and LeBron James to prove to the front office that they are worth gambling on. Um, it's a backwards approach. It's quite frankly the kind of approach that ends your relationship with Clutch. And if that's what the Lakers are willing to risk, then <laughs> when can we get rid of Rob? In actual basketball news, the Lakers will be getting ready to face off against the Boston Celtics. They have that uh, LA back to back as they are like as I'm recording right now, the Lakers or the, the, the Clippers are beating Boston 56-47. Um, and then Boston will have a night to recover from that and then face off against the Lakers uh, Tuesday night. It'll be on TNT. I will be doing a pressure cooker for it. So you guys should stop by for that. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this looks. Boston has been great all year. Obviously, uh, a bit of a stumble here as it stands right now against L.A. We'll see how that game plays out. And, you know, hopefully it's a nice, long, quintuple overtime game between the Clippers and Boston so that everybody is nice and haggard for tomorrow. Uh, but we'll see how that kind of goes. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James getting yet another opportunity against an elite team to prove to Rob Palinka and to prove to Tim Harris, especially based on what I've been hearing, that this team is worth gambling on. You know, uh, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's come to this point that like almost on a nightly basis, these guys have to send that message. But this is what happens when an executive convinces ownership that the big bad players forced him into a trade that he really, really didn't want to do and and now has the political capital within the organization to ride out those players 10 years with the Lakers before he gets to run an organization that has no adults in the room. No, I'm not bitter at all in a general sense because <laughs> my fantasy football team was knocked out in back-to-back weeks by quarterbacks going down in the first quarter. No, I'm, I'm in a great mood. Why do you ask? Anyway... I'm Anthony Irwin. Uh, that will do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you check out my conversation with Ricky O'Donnell from earlier yesterday uh, in which we talked about the Chicago Bulls and, and possibly breaking things up. And if they were to break things up, uh, how that would affect the Lakers. I wrote about uh, DeMar DeRozan as a potential fit and how I don't really see the fit, but why I could see the Lakers pursuing that anyway because I don't think Rob Palenka is very good at his job and that it's going to do it. I'll talk to you all tomorrow or today or whenever. (sighs) I love fantasy football.